If you remember all the way back to Sunday, or Saturday night, depending which Mass you went to, we heard about Moses uh, taking 72 out, or 70 out to the uh, outside the camp, and the Spirit, God took some of the Spirit that was on him and gave it to these 70 elders. There were two that were wandering camp that were on the list that were not uh, there, that they received that spirit and they started prophesying and Joshua comes and, uh, after being told, it goes to Moses. And uh, there is a connection with our gospel reading. Why would Jesus send 72 besides it being not a nice even number is because uh, some read that, that there were 72 on the list, only 70 went to the gathering of Moses but there were 72 who had been sent or who had been named. And so Jesus following Moses, and of course he supersedes Moses, but following all the same, following that model, appoints 72, gives them part of his authority, tells them to preach the, the gospel, to go and to proclaim it everywhere. And of course we know this. And what I just did there is probably a good example of, well, not a greatest example or whatever, of why scripture and study of scripture is so important. Because there's nothing in the New Testament that's not at least hinted at in the Old Testament. There's nothing that uh, in, the, in the New Testament or Old Testament that is not worth reading. It all is good and profitable for our salvation, shall we say. And so today, as we honor St. Jerome, uh, we, we honor him for one particular thing, and that is he had a profound love of Scripture. He's uh, perhaps the most known of all the saints to have this profound love. Uh, he single-handedly translated the, uh, the Hebrew Old Testament and the Greek New Testament, as well as the Deuterocanonicals that were written in Greek Old Testament books, written in Greek, into Latin, into Vulgate, based on the request of the Pope at the time. Jerome himself had uh, an interesting life of uh, the last years of his life. He basically spent as a hermit, and he was never happier. He had kind of an, uh, apparently an acerbic personality, very, very harsh wasn't well-liked by some people because he basically spoke the truth sometimes without tact. We'll leave it at that. And yet he fulfilled that call of God well of being able to translate scripture. In fact, the Vulgate remains authoritative for us as Catholics. It's probably the most accurate translation that's ever been made, made by one man who deeply, deeply, deeply loved scripture and who said, ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. Those are strong words, aren't they? And so today in this first reading, we have something very similar to what, what perhaps is going on in our, our day. We have Ezra and uh, Nehemiah. Uh, Nehemiah is the king. Uh, Ezra the scribe. They find the scrolls. They find the first five books of the, of the scripture, the Torah, to the Jewish people, also known as the law. And they begin reading it. Do you catch that? And they begin crying. Because they realize they have not lived that word out, lived that law out. And it's not just the do's and thou shalt's and thou shalt not's, but it's the, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And how God called Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, 
how he called through them the people of Israel. And they're crying not because their feet were tired, not because they had listened for five hours, ten hours, twelve hours. They were crying because they realized they had not lived the scriptures that they had just heard. And so Ezra, the, the, the priest, of course, calm down, rejoice. It was a chance for them to say, I need to live this out. And uh, perhaps that, that's the case for us. Uh, the, the days of Nehemiah and Ezra, of course, books were very rare. Um, books didn't exist, but uh, scrolls were very rare. To find the scrolls would have been a godsend. Now we, we're surrounded by, by books and, and we carry it around in our pockets, on our phones or our tablets or various other things. And what's our excuse? I, I, mine, I have to admit, is I got too much other stuff to read. I'm too easily distracted. I, I think we should make it a point, and perhaps St. Jerome would assist us with this, to at least read this, the daily scriptures that the church gives us to reflect on at Mass. And while that's not the totality of the scriptures, it is a bulk. It's the 70, I just saw the statistic the other day. It's like 73% of the, of the New Testament and like, is it 50% of the Old Testament. And it's enough to at least get that story, to get the history, to get the message of how God loves us, how God saves us. And perhaps with our uh, ancient brothers and sisters who on that day heard Ezra reading, we can cry tears of joy too because we've received something great. We've been reminded of how God loves us. And if not, I hope we have somebody like the 72 coming to us and saying, the kingdom of God is at hand for you and proclaim that gospel. And to take it a step beyond, while we're not in that 72, maybe this day we're called to be one of the 72 to go out and proclaim it to somebody else who needs to hear. It was in St. Jerome, I forget who it is or who it was, if, if we even know who it is. But somebody put it, be kind, smile. You might be the only Bible somebody opens today.